0: Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the twenty-eighth of July. The lockdown for Greater Sydney is set to be extended, with reports the stay-at-home orders for millions of residents could be in force for at least another month. New South Wales is struggling to bring down COVID case numbers, with 172 recorded yesterday, the highest number of this latest outbreak. Nearly 80 of those cases were in the community for at least part of their infectious period, while the isolation status of another 32 cases are still being investigated. The New South Wales Premier is expected to confirm the lockdown extension later this morning and the possibility of some industries reopening, despite Gladys Berejiklian admitting COVID case numbers are not where they want them to be.
2: But are they where we want them to be to lift the lockdown? They're not. Uh, Are they where we'd like them to be in certain parts of Sydney? They're not. And that's why the New South Wales Government uh, will consider the health advice, but also the health advice we've been receiving to date in terms of what life looks like beyond
0: July 31. There are currently 169 COVID cases in hospital across Greater Sydney, with 46 people in intensive care, 19 of whom require ventilation. Chair of the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Jane Holton has told the project, New South Wales may need to enforce tougher restrictions like curfews and a 5k travel limit if the COVID numbers don't stabilise. It's going to be going for quite some time. I think we can all see that unless everyone gets behind the program and does what they've been asked to do so um, it's not going to be done in four weeks um, I really suspect we're going to be seeing this into September. Meantime, it's a very different story for both Victoria and South Australia with 8 million residents waking up to freedom as both lockdowns ended overnight. Victoria will take a cautious approach with a number of restrictions still in place, but with just 10 local cases yesterday and all in isolation, epidemiologist Professor Nancy Baxter says it's the right move. There's been no one who potentially could have transmitted it um, in the community for three days. So I think although there are some cases, that um, this is the right time to start uh, um, loosening the restrictions. South Australia reported no new COVID cases yesterday. And while lockdown orders are lifted, rules will still be enforced for a number of local businesses and masks are encouraged. To Western Australia Now and two unvaccinated healthcare workers are now in hotel quarantine after unknowingly being exposed to COVID during a crew member transfer off a ship at Fremantle. Three crew members are critically ill with COVID with the rest of the ship's staff undergoing COVID testing today. And in news that has shocked the world, US gymnast Simone Biles has dropped out of the Tokyo Olympics. The 24 year old four time gold medalist made the decision to withdraw to Focus on her mental health and we'll have the latest from the olympics including another golden run for the aussies coming up shortly in sport Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we return to Victoria. And while the state's latest lockdown has ended overnight, some industries are still battling to stay afloat. New figures from PricewaterhouseCoopers shows the Australian music industry lost more than $700 million last year. Now there's a new push to revive the struggling arts and entertainment industries by fast-tracking vaccine passports. Our reporter James Lake has the details from Melbourne and says the Industry has one simple request.
1: Yeah, it's just four words, Tash. No jab, no entry. Major promoters like Live Nation, Chug Entertainment, and Andrew McManus say that simple rule is the only way they will be able to get back to business sustainably. Industry insiders say any hope of the concert and festival touring sector recovering later this year has already been blown out of the water, while massive stage shows like Harry Potter and The Cursed Child, which draw visitors from around the country, have been halted for the fifth time. Premier Dan Andrews has flagged the possibility for vaccinated Victorians to be granted greater freedoms in the future, but for now, it's just an idea.
0: To New South Wales now, and while the lockdown for Greater Sydney is set to be extended for at least another month, parts of country New South Wales are returning to some level of freedom this morning. A week-long stay-at-home order has ended for the Central West communities of Orange, Blaney and Cabon after an infected Sydney delivery driver passed on COVID to a local factory worker. Over the past seven days, no new cases have been recorded in the area. And as Sean Patterson reports from Orange, it's a huge relief for local businesses.
1: That's right, Tash. Many were already struggling before lockdown and that's mainly due to Sydney siders being unable to visit our region. Now that the stay-at-home order has lifted... Those three council areas of Orange, Blaney and Cabon are reverting back to the same restrictions as the rest of regional New South Wales. Rob Pell's owns Spuds Takeaway in Orange. His shop managed to stay open this past week. However, business was slow, but Rob's hoping that changes now. I think people will come out. I hope they do anyway. <laughs> Starts, I don't know, enjoying life again.
0: Now, for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool this morning. Scott, good morning. Of course, there's ongoing speculation that the lockdown for Greater Sydney is set to be extended for at least another month. And the bottom line is many businesses and employees won't survive these latest restrictions. How much should we be pushing for the return of JobKeeper? And what's the chance we will see this financial support return for people?
1: Yeah, Tash, good morning. Awful, awful potential news, although I guess on the health front, if we look at the long term, hopefully the government will do what's required. And as you say, the big issue is now jobs and business closures. Can businesses survive another four weeks? Can they keep their staff on? Because the speed at which we got out of the last recession last year was almost I want to say entirely, but pretty close to entirely, because we knew we were getting money, and we're actually getting that money. And those two things combined are a huge, huge deal. We need JobKeeper. I've said this before regardless of your view on the politics or the health issues the fact we're going to be locked down probably for longer in greater sydney and that has impact on the national economy by the way it's not just a sydney story means we need to make sure people stay in their jobs a to keep them fed b to make sure the economy comes out of this in the best possible shape
0: and scott some interesting new data regarding cbd rental vacancies across the country as a result of these continuing lockdowns and it's really changing the workplace isn't it for the future
1: Yeah, that's a really good point, Tash. I think that's the key issue here is that, yes, vacancies are now hitting 12.9% in CBDs across the country. This is not just a Sydney issue or a Victoria issue or a South Australian issue. The reality here is we're simply working differently. We're shopping differently. If you're not going to the office as frequently or at all, you're not going to go to those cafes, those restaurants, those retail shops, one in eight retail stores are now vacant right across the CBDs right across the country and there's no real end in sight for that it does absolutely change as you said the way we work the way we shop and again because those places employ people how we're employed where we're employed there's a big big structural change that even after we deal with COVID hopefully once and for all won't go back to normal
0: and Scott while some businesses and employees are doing it incredibly tough some online retailers are certainly winning changing the way I guess many people are shopping
1: yeah, you're exactly right. This is the other side of that big story. Templar Webster yesterday announced their sales were up 85% wow. and profit the operating profit up 140%. Now, on one hand this is no surprise. What I think is worth noting is the fact that we're still continuing to do that. Even I mean think about the last 6 months of Templar Webster's life. We were not in lockdown for most of that time and yet we still shop plenty online. I think this is the real story that, as a, at a business level at least, we've changed our habits. We are doing things differently. Yes, online commerce was always there. Yes, it will always be there, but the kick up it got during lockdown last time around is really persisting. And then, if you think about the new lockdowns that we've just coming out of in the Southern States, the one in New South Wales that's continuing, this will continue to change how we shop. We've learnt to shop online. People who didn't do it before have started. Those who didn't do it much are doing it more. These are those same structural changes that are costing retail vacancies. They're also doing a really, really good number on online commerce that continues to power ahead.
0: We need to look for the silver linings. Thanks so much, Scott. Thanks, Josh. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. It's round two in the pool this morning. Our Arnie, of course, we can call her our Arnie. Ariane Titmus is going head to head with Katie Ledecki again.
2: Yes, we cannot wait for this. Uh, about 19 to 12 this morning, we will have uh, Ariane Titmus and Katie Ledecki in the 200 metre freestyle final. Of course, uh, our girl Arnie uh, got her in the 400 metre freestyle. Uh, now, Katie's got a, a jam packed schedule because she's then got the 1500 metre final later in the day. So we'll see how that might affect her. Uh, this morning. We've also got medal chances in the rowing and the cycling today while boxer Sky Nicholson is one win away from a guaranteed medal.
0: Let's go. Let's do this. Let's bring home that gold medal to Australia tonight's fight was for dad it was his birthday yesterday so happy birthday dad
2: on channel seven there a great story uh, sky her brother jamie competed in barcelona in 1992 sadly passed away in a car accident before she was born we head into day five at tokyo sitting seventh on the middle telly kaylee McEwen won a great swim in the 100 meter backstroke final yesterday winning gold owen wright claimed our first ever medal in surfing that was a bronze as did jess fox uh, an error late in that k1 canoe event just cost her unfortunately the gold so she's got two Bronze and a silver now from two Olympic games.
0: So many great performances with the Aussies at the games. To the AFL now, and Buddy Franklin, Brett, and the Swans had a big win at the tribunal last night.
2: Yeah, certainly raised some eyebrows. Well, he raised an elbow to the head of uh, of Luke Ryan, the uh, the Fremantle defender. But as always at the AFL tribunal, it seems to be the outcome in terms of injuries as to what the penalty will be. They downgraded that from medium to low, so he cops a fine rather than a suspension. He is free to play the Bombers on Saturday night.
0: And a West Tigers player is under NRL investigation for breaching COVID rules at a Gold Coast hotel, Brett.
2: Yeah, this is uh, James Roberts caught on camera last night opening a balcony door and stepping outside. Now that seems like it's a fairly minor breach, but he's actually at the same hotel as the families who are staying in Queensland because he had been to an exposure site in Sydney, so he's forced to quarantine with them. And we saw images of families passing uh, items between balconies last week. So Queensland Health had cracked down and Jeanette Young had warned that she would kick the NRL out of Queensland. They were ordered to tape up their windows and balconies, so obviously he has breached that rule. The NRL is looking into it, and we'll find out, I guess this morning, uh, what penalty he might face.
0: Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. And Aussie swimming superstar Kaylee McKeon has gone viral after breaking an Olympic record and winning the 100 metres backstroke final at the Tokyo Olympics. Australia's newest golden girl accidentally dropping the F-bomb on Channel 7 after her historic win. Her proud mum, Sharon, telling reporters she'll have to have a word with her champion daughter about the swearing later. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. listener.